Let's begin with a drum set. Listen for an explosive live sound. The snare should be crisp and the cymbals should ring. Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. 
Time is now 8 a.m. You're listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> uh, we do so much in the morning time. It's absolutely crazy sometimes when you sit back and think about all of the things that we do and that we include you. Monica, can I have my charger? Please, the one that's empty. Thank you very much. Victoria Hyla Maldonado, good morning to you, dear friend. Cruz Ocho is here. Good morning to you, Cruz. Michelle Davilis, what is up? It is Taco Tuesday, as Monica so accurately put in the description. We don't have tacos for you. I know what you're thinking. We don't got them yet, but we do have news. You can eat and fill your belly with what we're about to tell you about today. Monica, how you feeling? I'm doing great. That's good, good, good. We hope that all of you wonderful people are doing great out there too. We got a lot of things to talk about today. Uh, brought my coffee to the <laughs> desk with me because a brother was not going to be late for the show. Mm-hmm. See, we got a green room now. See, it's, it's coming up. We got bottles of water. We got coffee. We got everything. We, uh, and we have each other. How about that? Okay. Um, Wait, are those two coffee machines different? They make a different coffee. Oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. I took the espresso joint home. Uh-huh. Um, the reason why, because I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was looking at it because what we need, Francisca Villalobos, good morning. Because, you know, that's only like a one person. It only makes enough for one oh, person. I see. If we have a guest or something like that, like mm-hmm. this makes a whole pot. Right. So we can do more mm-hmm. with this. Yeah, so now we got the espresso machine at home. Oh, it's such a pain. But, uh, yeah, we're here. Uh, Josue Pais says, oh, snap, moving on up. Yes, we are. Yes, we definitely are. Uh, Good morning, everybody. All right, before we get started here, I have something that I want to tell you guys about, uh, and I'm going to get it off top. You know, I typically preach towards the end of the show. That's when I get preachy. I'm going to get it done now. And kind of just chop it up real quick uh, and then, you know, leave us to our own devices here. But here's the thing. You know, uh, everybody who listens to this show, not every, not all of us are like-minded, but we've been blessed to be getting more listeners and everything. Maria Chirito, good morning. Uh, we've been blessed to be getting more listeners. And I, I, I feel the need to reiterate a little something. Yesterday, we got tagged into a post. Uh, yeah, it was yesterday, Monday. Yesterday, we got tagged into a post on Twitter. A couple posts on Twitter, actually. Um, about the unmasking of the kids. So, for those who don't know, a judge downstate 
made a ruling that certain parts of the mask mandate, whatever it was, were uh, illegal, and I guess he made he made it null and void, and it's up for appeal right now. We got tagged into this post uh, where I guess a bunch of college, or excuse me, a bunch of high school students somewhere, uh, I think it was Greenwood. Anyway, a bunch of high school students were walking out, right? Because I guess the school was like, yeah, you know, if you still, those who want to wear a mask, stay. If you don't want to wear a mask, leave. And a bunch of kids walked out. None of that, none of that is what, we don't dig, we're not, we're not doing none of that. You know, so I, I just want to, I just want to reiterate, like, for those who are unfamiliar with the show, this is a, this is a show that takes public health seriously. Who does the mandate? Who does it? That means absolutely nothing to us, quite frankly. Furthermore, uh, as a parent and with friends who are parents, our kids will and do wear masks when told to. So the whole unmasking the kids and the freedom bells ringing and all that, none of that means anything to us because it is counter to what basic public safety is. You get that? So it's not about, so if you want to wear, fine. If you don't, it's fine. But we will continue to push the efficacy and the safety um, of people being vaccinated and protecting others. And that's just it. You know, we really, this isn't Howard Stern. You know, I'm, we're not a shock jock. This isn't to make controversy in the morning. It's, it's not about that. So thank you very much for the people who want to inform us and bring us into different conversations. That's always appreciated. However, I would like to say, we don't, we're not doing all the unmasking and tyranny and all that. We're really not. So with that being said, good morning to all of you great people. Bianca Camargo is here. The time is 8.05 a.m. Now... Good morning, all. I'm always excited about Taco Tuesday. You too. Holla. For all of, for all of you listeners, uh, what's a good public safety yes? Thank you, Mom. See? That's right. Hey, Mom. Right. Word up. Hit the claps for my mom. Yeah. See? That's what we're doing. That's what it's about. It's about basic public safety. Like I Word. told you about the library. Word. You know? Like I told you about the library. You know? Safety threats. If you see something, say something. That is what is required of all of us as basic Aurorans. Cruz Ocho, good morning, big dog. Okay, um, let me get right into the news today. The city of Aurora may put more money into Farnsworth Avenue Bridge and Aurora Transportation Center projects. The city council is set to vote on allocating more money towards two ongoing public works projects. The city will, excuse me, the council will vote on allocating $203,000 towards Farnsworth Avenue Bridge and another $103,361 to the Aurora Transportation Center's East Platform parking lot. In both cases, the projects were situations where the low bids came in a little higher than the construction estimate by engineering. Now here's where it gets interesting. The Aurora Transportation Center East parking lot, which is located west of the railroad tracks, north of Spring Street, and west of the Lincoln Avenue parking lot, was estimated to cost $990,300, and the low bid from Alliance Contractors of Woodstock came in at about $1.9 million. The project is being paid for. 
with a federal congestion mitigation and air quality grant, which pays for 80% of the project. Yow! What a come up. Is that John Russell who found that money? Who, who did that? Damn. Amazing. Uh, that 20, excuse me, with the city paying 20%, that 20% was split between the city and the regional transportation authority. What a deal. City officials are trying to see through the Kane Kendall Council of Mayors, which controls those federal highway funds in the region, if they can get further funding to help cover the overage. But city staff recommended the city allocate the full $103,361 in case no further federal funding is available. Interesting. Now, the same recommendation applies to the Farnsworth Avenue Bridge project, which is where Indian Creek crosses Farnsworth, just north of Indian Trail. Amazing. Just north of that. Who knew? Uh, the current structure was constructed in 1970 and consists of three eight-foot diameter corrugated metal pipes that are badly deteriorated. Oh, those were two joints. Still not the word of the day. But I know y'all like, damn, I can't wait to write my paper for my professor. All right, the estimate for the project cost was about $2.4 million and was another project 80% funded by federal money, this time STP Bridge Funds, the low bid from Deconstruction Incorporated of Coal City was about $2.5 million. At this point, the city is actually estimating the project would be about $2.6 million. So staff has recommended another $200,000. This from Rebuild Illinois money for the local match. Again, if the city can get more federal funding from the Kane Kendall Council of Mayors, the city would not have to spend the entire $200,000. Both items are on the consent agenda for tonight's regular city council meeting, meaning they are likely to be approved. Now, we know that we need bridges and bridge work and we need all of that good stuff kudos to the city of aurora for looking at ways to get funding in an appropriate fashion i like that the time is 809 a.m casildo casey cuevas is here ladies and gentlemen good morning to you dear friend lisa escatel good morning to you cruz oh aisha saxon Look at all of you top-notch people here. Bianca Camargo. We said hi to Bianca Camargo, I think. Vanessa Rodriguez Aguirre. Shouts out to you. Ladies and gentlemen, Vanessa Rodriguez Aguirre is a special person on our show. Because Vanessa Rodriguez Aguirre was listening to Good Morning Aurora when we were in the bathroom. See, that's how, that's how special this show is. Now, I have news for you, ladies and gentlemen. We, <laughs> we're not a bathroom anymore. We've got espresso machines, and we even have an intern. But what we do maintain from those days of recording in the bathroom to now, from day one to this day, what we do maintain is a desire to make sure that all of you are informed, happy, and having a positive disposition for at least one hour of your day in the morning. Okay, now let's move on. Philip Millies hit us up yesterday, and I didn't get a chance. Philip, I don't know if you're listening, big dog, but let me see what your uh, Instagram. Instagram is a great way to connect with us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you got the gram, holler at us. Now, Philip Millies hit us up. Philip is a dear friend. He won our contest for the tickets to the Circa Italia Water Show mm -hmm. last year. It was so fly. He took his son uh, and had a good time. 
Philip Milley sent us a Google map. Oh, I like these lurking skills. My man. He asked, is this where the proposed West Side Riverbank deal, which I have right here, is going to go? That's the parking lot back there on River Street where the Aurora, Pub, uh, Aurora Pancake House is? Yes, that is that parking lot. So let me answer back to him. Yes. And we are live on the air. Bill. Um, the Aurora City Council set to vote an agreement that will result in 160 units of apartments and townhouses being built along the west bank of the Fox River downtown. The $53.8 million complex would include 140 rental units, 20 townhouses, and will be built on 3.3 acres the city owns along the riverfront, just to the south of the new pedestrian bridge connecting both sides of the river. Monica, have you been on that bridge yet? I haven't. Yeah. Oh. So unfortunate, I know. Have you? I have, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. It was uh watch some fireworks on it. It was really cool. cool. Yeah, I haven't. I um the developer would be Windfall Group LLC, the same company developing Pacifica Square shopping center on the far east side. City officials told Aldermen that Windfall Group has the financial ability to do the deal and that has been successful in developing Pacifica Square Square. And that owner, Eddie Nee, has shown flexibility in dealing with the city in the past. He really is the perfect person for this development. That's according to Dave Debo. Okay. The city owns about another six acres along the riverfront between the proposed development and the Hollywood Casino entrance. What do you guys think about more stuff coming to downtown? Uh, one of our listeners asked, would there be affordable housing? I think that was you, Vanessa Rodriguez-Aguirre. And it doesn't sound like affordable housing is in the plan for that i don't think any of that will be affordable um but we shall we shall see what happens um i do know this with the i don't think that they're going to make any of these two units the west side or the east side ones um affordable housing because we talked and told you guys about the lincoln and todd school uh developments which are going to have affordable housing units in them so i'm sure that any good unnamed bureaucrat worth their salt would simply pivot. Ooh, still not the word of the day. Would simply pivot and say, we don't need affordable housing joints and these nice, beautiful things right here by Jake's Bagels. We're going to have them on Lincoln and Todd School, one with the VNA Health Clinic on site. So I don't think that that'll happen, but we will see. We will see. Monica, isn't it fun doing the news? What do you think? It is. It is. Isn't it? So we have a miscellaneous. Uh, coffee pot. <laughs> yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Well, see, we weren't gonna, we <laughs> we weren't gonna miss the show. We weren't. We weren't miscellaneous coffee pots. That's right. All right. If you guys missed yesterday's great episode, it's uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your preferred platform. Yesterday was great. We had a discussion with ACC of Illinois, uh, who do cannabis education. So it was absolutely awesome. Yep, it was very cool. Shouts out to Victoria and Skip, who came on the show yesterday. All right, now moving right along with even more news, ladies and gentlemen. Let me get my next story ready for you guys here. Remember, it's Taco Tuesday. Please put in the chat what taco restaurant you would recommend for the rest of us to try a taco from on this great day. How did Taco Tuesday even start? Right? Who, 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 who created that one? We should make our own day. One of these days. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, 
Uh-huh. Aurora plans many events to celebrate Black History Month. That is taking place right now, currently in this month. Our great city has planned a variety of programs uh, to honor Black History Month. Officially known as Aurora and Black, the celebration began on the first day of the month when city officials announced they want to make Juneteenth a paid holiday for city staff. It was announced earlier in the week. Uh, Committee of the Whole are planning on the uh, council approving the move today. For Hispanic Heritage Month, the city sponsored uh, Aurora Avanzando, a series of events. Aurora in Black will also be a series of in-person and virtual events that put the spotlight on Aurora's black community and underscores the city's commitment to equity, diversity, and inclusion. A full list of Aurora and Black events is available um, at, and Monica, I'm not going to read this here. Can I, could you type that in the chat for these wonderful people? Por favor. Thank you very much. Um, all right. In-person events include the February 8th City Council meeting at City Hall where aldermen will consider their resolution establishing Juneteenth. June 19th as a paid holiday for municipal employees. Also, Mayor Richard Irvin will present leaders and advocates with the Aurora's with the Mayor's Aurora Award, excuse me, with the Mayor's Award for Black Excellence for their contributions to the community. On the 9th, which is tomorrow. Black staff members of City Hall will host a dialogue with students during the Changing the Narrative panel discussion at local high schools. The panel discussions will provide accessible role models who will share the importance of history and heritage to their personal and professional aspirations. Uh, on the 10th, the Aurora African American Heritage Advisory Board will host its first public meeting in two years at uh, City Hall. The meeting will be at 5.30 p.m. And will feature a review of the board's history, an introduction of newly appointed and reappointed members, and the opportunity to interact with board members during an open house immediately following the meeting. Great. Now, check this out. Um, Local Legends Play. That's going to be Saturday the 12th at the Prisco Center at 2 p.m. Presented by the Fox Valley Park District. And it will feature students portraying the lives of Aurora Matriarch, Marie Wilkinson, along with Lillian Perry, Fred Rogers, Wilbur Walters, and Mayor Richard Irvin, who will be in, t in attendance for the performance. In a separate event this week, uh, Mr. Irvin will meet with the young actors for a private dinner conversation. Uh, tickets to the play are still available. We posted the link to that yesterday. We made a post about it on our Facebook page. It's about three items down, uh, and the description of this video will also have it. The time is 818. Uh, Black-owned businesses will be celebrated on February 26th. The city is collaborating with the Fox Valley Mall to host ribbon-cutting ceremonies for several new Black-owned businesses at the mall. The celebration will begin at 10 a.m., followed by, followed by a round-robin of ribbon-cutting ceremonies. All right. There's also virtual events planned. Uh, Talented 10th Conversation Online will spotlight representatives of the nine traditionally black fraternities and sororities who share the mission of their work and organizations at 6 p.m. February 24th. Uh, the 23rd, Lean On Me, virtual community conversation will feature local black principals sharing their stories of leadership and how they are shaping the next generation of leaders in their schools. The 16th and the 17th of February, 11 a.m., the city will host two-part virtual community conversations with black city leaders, excuse me, black leaders at City Hall, executives in several city departments and divisions will be featured on the 16th, and a group of younger city staff meters, staff members will be the focus of the conversation on the 17th. What a great list of events. Shout out to our city of Aurora. 
All right, the time is now 8.19. Monica, please take us to a commercial. Give us like three joints and then bring us back. All right. Good morning, everyone. Here are your local headlines. Real news, real people, real stories, 100% Aurora. Don't forget to please subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay up to date on all of our content. There you can also watch all of our interviews and receive notifications when we go live. This Wednesday, State Representative Stephanie Kifowit, Alderwoman Patty Smith, and VNA Healthcare are hosting a vaccine clinic taking place at the Ola Road branch of the Aurora Public Library, located at 555 South Eola Road. This event will take place from 2 to 6 p.m. and registration is required. I mean, recommended. And I'll be sharing that registration link in our chats. The Fox Valley Park District has a great free presentation coming up this Saturday the 12th. Local Legends is a great collection of stories and performances about some of our community's most inspiring leaders. This will take place at the Crisco Center and will begin at 2 p.m. Seating is on a first-come, first-served basis and, it is, and it's free and open to the public. To sign up for this and all other programs by the Park District, I'll be sharing a link with you all in our chat. The Virtual Satellite Town Hall series kicks off Tuesday via Zoom. Learn about what our elected officials do and what their role is in our community. Speakers will be State Representative Barbara Hernandez, First Ward Alderman Emmanuel Lamas, mm -hmm. Kane County Commissioner Monica Silva, and Sam Nunez, Aurora Township Trustee. This will take place from 5 to 6 p.m. and registration is required. And I'll be sharing that link with you all in our chat. Nice, 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 nice. All right, Dora Sanchez Soto, good morning to you. Jennifer Ryan Mateson, good morning. And uh, Gloria Gerardo, good morning to you as well. What are they talking about with the Leo Zarco is here. Good morning to you, dear sir. Uh, Maria Chirito says El Sazon in Batavia is the has the best tacos. Is that right? She said that with authority, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, El Sazon in Batavia. Maria, thank you very much. Michelle Gums, I really like Taco Moville, 737 Hill Avenue. Gave us the address and everything. Tacos Dorados Chicken are amazing. I could use some for breakfast. Yeah, we could too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we could too. Wait till next year. We might have to get a taco intern. Like, yo, Phil, can you get some? Yeah. Three pastor. Thank you. Okay. Uh, thank you very much for that great news, Monica. That was very much appreciated. Casildo says, I want to thank everyone who made the vaccination event a success this past Saturday at Sacred Heart Iglesia de Sagrado Corazón de Jesús. It's not even Buenos Dias Aurora yet. Y'all never heard Spanish like that. Ah, okay. Uh, Unidos, Alderwoman Wani Garza, Solidaridad DuPage, Immigrant Solidarity DuPage, Chicago Metro LACLA, the Latin Coalition for Latino American Achievement, Community Health Partnership of Illinois, and IDPH, Illinois Department of Public Health. Many first vaccines given. Uh, vaccination is an act of love. The, new, the work continues. Some great news soon. Thank you very much for sharing that, Casildo. Congratulations on the job. Well done. All right. Hafias is one of my favorites for tacos. Where's Hafias at, Josue? Please let us know so we can look that up. Okay, um, let's move on with the news, ladies and gentlemen. Let's move on. All right. So here's something that may tickle your fancy. 
if you like digital tickling. Uh, the city of Aurora continues work on a website portal to make information more available to the public. Now listen to this. Uh, and excuse me, more information and data. Yeah. How y'all doing at home? Can we wave it? Yeah. Can yeah? Let's Monica. Let's. Hey, how y'all doing at home? You're tuning in to the number one morning show on earth, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning to all of you, beautiful, wonderful people. Thank you for tuning in. And this one is for you. All right. Ah, okay. So where was I? Go? All right, here we go. The project started in September of last year under the construction of the consultation, excuse me, of Crow LLP based in Chicago. Susanna Heatker of Crow said recently that the project is moving into its next phase. How about that? Uh, she told Alderman at the city council of the whole meeting on the 1st that the, that the city has the technology already to, quote, go live, close quote, with the portal, but needs to develop the rules and decision making involved. Quote, this was time to pause, take a step back, and decide the cohesive strategy for what data to put on. Close quote. Uh, that involves everything from meetings among employees in all departments at City Hall, meetings with organizations throughout the city, and looking at similar or neighboring cities to see what they do. She said officials will draft an open data policy that includes long-term goals and eventually develop a standard operating procedure manual. According to Aurora's chief management officer, Alex Alexandru, Alderman going live is more of an administrative decision rather than a legislative one. Alderman made their legislative decision last year when the city council decided to fund the technology and consultant and consultant planning necessary. Uh, according to Alex, there will be a portal both employees and the public will have. All right. One of the things city officials are hoping for is that the portal might help with media and citizens who file freedom of information requests, better known as FOIA requests. It might be a benefit if we can put that open data out there already. It would be easier, close quote. Now, I, I think that's a good idea. But here's the thing. What they're talking about is so let's say you FOIA something, right? Freedom of Information Act. I want to know where this person voted, or I want to know where they put their money. I want to know who paid them for this project. You FOIA that information. Okay. Now, the information exists on the website, perhaps. So anybody else wondering can just see the information already FOIAed. Is that a good thing, or is that a bad thing? But like if someone applies for the FOIA, then it becomes public now? Well, that's a good question. So if the results of the FOIA, like if here's the doc, here's the results of the FOIA. I don't know if it's going to say like, you know, requested by, mm -hmm. you know, Jimmy. I don't know if it's going to say that. But if it does, I don't think that that's a good thing. Oh. Right. I don't think it should say who requested yeah. the information. Mm -hmm. I think it should just be the information. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think, though, at home? Let us know what you guys think. The time is 8.26 a.m. I don't see that's like I wouldn't want it to say that this person X requested information and here it is and it lays there forever. I mean, the results should stay there, but the results are only for public. That's a need to know basis kind of thing. Like, I think cities operate on a need to know basis. More information is better than not enough information, but I do 
understand that there's certain things like us you just can't put out everything you know there is um discretion that's the word of the day yeah we got there the word of the day is discretion ladies and gentlemen thank you very much monica all right Tracy Duran is here. Good morning and happy Taco Tuesday, Gams fan. Curtis dressed like he's going to be running for something. I hope he runs for me. Hold on, dog. You know what? <laughs> These old rags, Hostway. Um, thanks, big dog. Hostway, actually, um, let me talk to you in code right now. We settled on that name. Okay, Friday, we got that. That's wrapped up. And we got to make some time to go live together. Tomorrow night, Johnny Felix is here, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning to you, Johnny Felix. Johnny Felix is a dad of two daughters. I think he said they're both nine years old, and they want to be artists. Well, one wants to be an artist, if I remember from our um, conversation. But shout out to all the parents out there. And I think everybody here today is a parent, right? Everybody here today is a parent. Good stuff. Okay. Um, but let us know what you guys think about that. The FOIA information request, the freedom information stuff. And if you have a restaurant that is a good place to go on a Taco Tuesday, please let us know that in the chat as well, you awesome people. Okay. Uh, now I'm going to get into the news. Uh, actually, Monica, real quick, take me to a commercial. Take me to a commercial so I can deliver a couple of quick joints to these wonderful people. Because Ocho is like team no kids. Team no kids. Oh, yeah, Cruz. Yeah, Cruz. Yeah, you ain't got no kids. That's what's up, though, Cruz. You're a good, you know. You got pets, Cruz? I know some of these pet people be like, this yeah. is my child who doesn't talk and defecates in my bed. I'd rather have a kid. Okay. <laughs> For those people who don't have potty trained animals. All right. Um, I want to tell you this. If you can hear the sound of my voice, tomorrow night... Good morning, Aurora is going to show you something very special. You're going to see some. Uh, you're going to see some music here tomorrow night. Are you ready for that? Are you ready? Clap if you're ready. Yeah, I knew you're ready. Some of y'all right now. Yeah, you're double ready. Some of you guys sitting in your car right now clapping. People looking at traffic like, why are they clapping at a red light? Don't worry about it because you listen to Good Morning Aurora. Here's the thing. We're going to show you something really cool tomorrow night, and I want you to get ready for that. I told you, we told you, that Music Fridays are going to be returning here on Good Morning Aurora, and they are. You will see things that you've never saw before. You will hear things you never heard before. And not only that, you will get to see and view and share your community in a much different light very soon. Time's 8.30. Ah, all right. Here's the news I got to deliver to you, great people. And I'm going to give it to you right now. X going to give it to you. He's going to give it to you. All right. February 12th, 10 to 1130 a.m. Children's book read aloud and craft event. Tears for the Butterfly with author Victoria Hyla Maldonado. Come experience this story about the lasting impact of love, compassion, and empathy. Hosted by Culture Stock during Art Market at Society 57, 100 South River Street in Aurora, Illinois. Shout out to our dear friend, Victoria Hyla Maldonado. East Aurora, District 131, uh, the African American Parent Association, 6 to 7.30 p.m. These are meetings. Now, I have the link for this. They sent me a flyer. I have the link for this. I'll make a post. Or You want to hit them with the link real quick, Monica? www. D131.org slash AAPA. 
There it is. Hit that link, ladies and gentlemen. Check it out. All the meeting information that you need is on there. And I want to say real quick before I give you this next piece of information. Remember, I keep telling you, I keep telling you, I keep telling you, I keep telling you. We are a team. We're a community. We are Aurora. The information that you receive here on this show, you should do all that you can, please, to share and spread with anybody who needs to know it. All right. Uh, next thing that I've got to tell you about, I'm going to give you the voter information. I've been ramming this stuff. You've been hearing me tell you, I tell you every single day, wow, Curtis keeps telling us about this vote information. I'm doing it for a reason. So March 30th is the first day to apply for a vote by mail ballot. May 19th is the first day to vote early at Office of Election Authorities. First day to election, excuse me, first day for the election authority to mail an official ballot to register voter within the United States as well. June 1st through the 28th, grace period registration and voting at election authority and polling sites. June 12th, last day for online voter registration. Grace period registration is available at election authority and early voting sites. June 13th, the first day to vote early at permanent polling places. Vote early at the office of the election authority starting May 19th. June 23rd, last day for election authority to receive vote by mail applications. And June 28th is general primary election day. Polls open from 6 to 7 p.m. This information, oh, excuse me, more information can be found at IllinoisVoterGuide.org. Um, nonpartisan voter information delivered and activated by you, presented by our friends of the League of Women Voters of Illinois. The time is now 8.32 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast, ladies and gentlemen. All righty. Monica, uh, three more. Hit us with three. Hit us with the three-piece. Three-piece, no fi- no fries, no biscuit. All right. As mentioned, there are a great number of online events taking place for Black History Month. Courtesy of Wabanzi Community College, on Monday, Storming the Gates. The- Let me read that again. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the Wabanzi Community College, on Monday... Storming the Gates, the struggle for access to higher education in Illinois will be the presentation. To register, click the link that I'll be sharing with you in our chat. On Wednesday, the story of black hair will be presented, and I'll also be sharing that link with you all. And then another link where it's the Wabanza Community College uh, event calendar. If you're looking for good food and excellent beer, swing by McCarty Mills on the 11th and 12th. Our friends of Corrine's Kitchen will be cooking up the delicious soul food for the Sticker Snob Show. Support great local businesses and enjoy yourself. All of their food is very good and they'll also have caramel apple pie a la mode. Our friends at River Edge Park are hiring for upcoming summer concert season. Have fun, chill outdoors, and get paid. All in a day's work. Virtual job fairs will be taking place Tuesday, February 8th, today, Thursday the 10th, and Tuesday the 15th, from 3.30 to 8 p.m. on each day. Many positions are available, such as parking lot attendant, bar pack, and gatekeeper. All positions require weekend availability and are part-time. 
Do you have a young person at home playing Madden and eating pizza all day? Well, if they need something to do, parents, let's get them a job. For more information, you can call 630-723-2489 and let them know you heard about it on Good Morning Aurora. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Monica delivering that news. Hit the claps for Monica because she does a great job. And she, yeah. <laughs> Word up. Um. (laughs) All right. Now, you guys, um, no, Cruz, we ain't got nothing against pizza. That was just just an example. It could have been anything. Takis. Yeah. It could have been, I mean, I eat cereal out the box. That's me sometimes. I do that. Uh, Gummy bears. I'm a gummy shark dude, you know, so it could have been any. Pick your snack. We'll fit. We'll, you know what? We'll switch it up next time, Cruz. For all you pizza lovers out there, we won't. We won't hate on you pizza eaters. Okay, Jen Mendoza, thank you very much for your stars to our show. Can we hit the claps for Jen as well? We appreciate that. <laughs> Philip Millies, we answered the question about the uh, development when you sent us that Instagram pic of that location you were correct dear brother you were correct that's exactly where that's going to go um so really when you look at it from an aerial view there will be apartments and luxury living on both sides of the river right where that bridge is it will it will open up and spit you out at two new developments that's what's going to be taking place uh, okay, Tracy Duran says, today is the 94th anniversary of Leland Hotel slash Towers Grand Opening. Thank you very much. And that comes from TracyDuran.com. If you are not familiar with TracyDuran.com, go to TracyDuran.com and learn about great Aurora history. In addition to Vanessa rodriguez Aguirre, Tracy Duran is also a listener of Good Morning Aurora back when we were in the bathroom. Back when... Little did they know. Why is that guy sitting there talking to himself? It's all good, though. Everybody talks to themselves. Don't act like you don't do it. Okay. I have a list of Aurora 2022 downtown events taking place. There's a lot of stuff that's going on here uh, in the city. And you you guys know that we love business here in the city. I want to give a shout-out right now to a couple of quick businesses. I want to say what up to the squad. Dahlia, how you feeling this morning? All y'all back there. I mean, oh, Treadwell, 14 West Downer. Y'all get the shine today. I mean, good morning to you. Big Boss Barbershop, Omar, one of the one of the best brothers. If you have hair, I don't. But if you do, brothers, go there, get your hair cut. Your girl will love it. She'll be like, damn, where you get the lineup? So fresh. Yeah, I heard about Good Morning Roar, girl. Got the lineups. Uh, and also want to say good morning to Las Plateritas, and I want to say what up to uh, the Save-A-Lot, or not Save-A-Lot, uh, Dollar General over there on Galena. They got the best candy selection out there. You can get dollar candies, word. big bags, swole bags. Mm-hmm. The bags are swollen. You can hit somebody with them. Uh, that is worth, though, according to Monica as well. All right. Movies at Monday Park will be offering, will be a new offering this summer. Uh, you can bring us back on to Port Favor. The venue at Water Street Mall will host the Brew and View series. Movies will be outdoors at dusk on third Thursdays this summer. The dates are June 16th, July 21st, and August 18th. Now, here's a question that I have for all of you listeners, and you can put this in the chat. 
What is a movie? This this is movies outdoors in the summertime. People sitting outside chilling and watching. What is a movie that you feel everybody should have a chance to sit outside, relax, chill out, and watch? Put that in the chat for us. The time is now 8.39 a.m. Monica, do you have a movie that you think everybody should chill outside, outdoors, and watch? No? Can't think of anything? Uh, gotta fly. Have a wonderful day. Bye, Leo. All right. Um, you guys let us know a movie that we should put out there. I'll give you a movie that everybody should watch. Shawshank Redemption. That should be a movie everybody sit out there and chill and watch out. That's a good movie. All right. Um, Egg Hunt on the Island returns to an in-person event 1 to 3 p.m. on Saturday the 9th. Go on an egg scavenger hunt via Stolp Island. That sounds fun. Aurora Downtown's Food Truck Festival uh, will return to Benton Street from 5 to 9 p.m. on Monday, May, excuse me, Friday, May 6th. Food trucks will line the street during First Fridays on that particular day. The event was on hiatus the last two years due to the pandemic. Uh, Wednesdays at the Plaza will return to Millennium Plaza from July 13th through August 10th. The free summer concert series starts at 7 p.m. and features popular local and regional musicians of different genres in an open-air setting along the Fox River. I like that. I like that. Well, let's see here. Tracy Durant says she has a lot of personal stories about Leland. Johnny Felix, what is up? Cruz, actually it is. I lived on the top floor where the Sky Club used to be and had a lot of spooky things happen there. Oh, you guys are talking about Leland, right? Oh, okay. Um, it gives me haunted vibes. Have a fantastic day, everyone. Begin some tacos dorados. Michelle Gums gotta go to work. She works for the. You work hard for your money, but not so hard. Who makes that song? If you can tell me who makes that song, you will win. Right. A good morning Aurora sticker. Put who makes that song in the chat. Who makes that song in the chat? If you can get that obscure reference I just gave and you can come here to the studio and pick up your sticker, 5 East Downer Place Sweet Tea. The time is, what time is it? 8.41 a.m. Jose was like the Pointer Sister. No! Not bad, Jose. It's not the Pointer Sisters. It's not the Pointer Sisters. It is not. Uh, I'll, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a hint. Uh, the person is not part of a group. All right. It was like Donna Summer. Yes, Tracy Duran. Good job, Tracy. Yes, that is right. Donna Summer. Uh, we took it back today. That's crazy. All right. Art Market Aurora will be back in Society 57 for six Saturdays this winter and spring. We just told you about Victoria Jaila Maldonado being at one of them. Shop local vendors from 9 a.m. to noon on the second and fourth Saturday starting February 12th through the end of April. The indoor market will return again for four dates in the fall on the second and third Saturdays of November and December. Okay, and Aurora Museum Week will be celebrated from June 5th through June 11th. Enjoy museum tours, specials, and activities. Wow. Okay, so now that we got that out of the way, we are going to continue to move on. Now, I did bring up the whole mask thing with you guys and that was just kind of a public actually hold on take a brief pause let me sip oh yeah all right um i did bring up the mask thing that we did get brought into on twitter but 
I do have the information uh, because it is pertinent about what is going on with that change in uh, COVID-19, or excuse me, that change in mass protocol here locally. So east and west Aurora and District 204 stay put with COVID measures, excuse me, uh, still requiring masks in school. This is a story that came out yesterday. Schools in the east and west Aurora districts will continue with current policies concerning masks, even as a downstate judge ruled to put a temporary restraining order on mandates. Uh, District 204 will continue following its COVID-19 protocol at its schools. Not all school districts in the Fox Valley are following that path, though. St. Charles School District 303 has decided to recommend but not require mask usage for students and staff members due to the new ruling. District 303 schools were closed for an emergency day yesterday to give the district time to implement and respond to the temporary restraining order requirements. After, excuse me, all after school events were also canceled. The school day will be made up at the end of the school year on Wednesday, May 24th. Damn, they still tax them for that extra day. Uh, classes went back today. <clears throat> Geneva District 304 schools were also closed for an emergency day yesterday. So officials could work through the information on the new ruling. According to a statement from District 304 officials on the district website, quote, masking will be very strongly encouraged for all students, staff, and visitors in our buildings. Our district will continue to have masks available for individuals entering buildings and will continue to offer those masks to any individual who is not wearing one. However, we will be not asking any, excuse me, we will not be asking any of our staff members to enforce strict mask wearing requirements, close quote. Uh, classes went back to school at Geneva today. All right. Uh, the local districts joined countless other school systems this week determining what families and employees should expect when schools reopen. More than 140 school districts are named as defendants in litigation brought by parents concerning masking and quarantine guidance they feel oversteps its bounds. West Aurora and East Aurora are not defendants in the lawsuit. However, Indian Prairie District 204 Geneva District 304 and St. Charles District 303 are defendants. Sangamon County Circuit Judge Raylene Grishow granted the order Friday last week to temporarily suspend uh, the governor's executive orders, <clears throat> excuse me, on masking and quarantining for schools, applying it to all students, staff, and visitors. The Attorney General's office filed an appeal yesterday demanding a stay to the decision. The time is 8.45 a.m. All right. What do you guys think about that? For those of you who have kids, you can let us know that in the chat. What we'd rather know about is your desire for Taco Tuesday. Where do you recommend we get tacos from? We've had some great places given to us. Uh, what was the place in Batavia? Uh, Sasson. Yeah, Sasson in Batavia. And um, Taco Moville were the places given to us. Uh, so let us know. Thanks for GMA for all that you do. You're amazing. Thank you, Michelle. We appreciate that, you awesome person, you. Okay. Now, I've got a couple of more stories to go through here, ladies and gentlemen. couple more things to talk about with you. All right. Um, I'm going to talk about a landmark around a place that I grew up at, but I got some local stuff here, actually. Let me see. Aha. Here it is. Um... So we told you guys, was it yesterday? Maybe it was last week as well. 
um, about a senior center coming into the old Oswego police station. I thought this was great news. Uh, and it goes to show you that old places, uh, especially police departments, can still have a good use. The Oswego Senior Center is on the move again, only this time the nonprofit organization is making plans to open the doors to a permanent home. Uh, that news also includes a name change to be more exclusive. On March 1st, the newly named Oswego Land Senior and Community Center will take over the 23,000 square foot former Oswego Police Department building, which the center purchased recently from a private owner for $1.1 million. A senior center going into an old police station. That's absolutely great news. Which is really good news because since 2007, when the group was formed by the village, but soon became its own Oswego Land Seniors Incorporated nonprofit, there have been too many moves that have impacted the seniors, excuse me, the center's impact on an age group that's growing in number. Their first home they had was inside Church of Good Shepherd, but it soon found new digs at the old Trauber Junior High School, where they, uh, there was plenty of space for activities, including a lunch program that served 150 people. However, they hit a snag in July of 2020 when School District 308 needed that space and gave the seniors only a month to move out. Yikes. Oswego Township came to the rescue and offered members a building at a reduced rate on Templeton Drive, but they had to gather at local restaurants because the site was too small to offer lunches. Um, very, very sad news, but the news got better for them and things seem to have transformed for this group. And March 1st, um, they will take over a brand new space permanently. So shout out to the city of Oswego for some good news for their city, or excuse me, their senior center. Okay. Haven't had Poncho's in a while. That place was good. Poncho's Tacos Cruise right there on New York Street, New York and Route. Is that New York? No, that's not Root. Union. New York and Union. Right. Uh, pretty good place. All right. Casildo says, it's funny they fight for the right to wear, a, to wear or not wear a mask, yet are silent on women's right to choose what to do with their body. Yes, there are many cases of double standards out there, Cruz. That is one of them. Thank you, sir. All right. And, uh, oh, I appreciate the clap, Cruz. All right. Moving right along. SciTech will likely leave downtown Aurora. This is something that we told you guys about last week. Uh, not news that has been well received here in the community. A lot of people love SciTech and have come to love SciTech. Also, I was reading a great story the other night about the birthday parties that have happened at SciTech. SciTech has been the spot for many people to, uh, you know, bring the kids and have the kids um, uh, take advantage of being in a nice spot. Nice place of learning for a, a birthday party and then having fun in the town uh, on the rest of the day. I think that that's unfortunate that that won't be a place for a birthday party anymore. But um, I want to read to you just a little bit uh, from this little history about SciCheck. The museum has been the once has been in the city owned former Aurora Post Office building. That's 18 West Benton Street since 1990. They've been closed for two years due to the coronavirus pandemic. Um, city officials city officials greased the skids for SciTech to talk to Centennial Real Estate, owners of the Fox Valley Mall, about possibly relocating to the mall. What do you guys think about that? Let us know in the chat. Uh, according to Aurora's Economic Development Director, Mr. Dave Debo, uh, the city told SciTech officials they need to leave the building by the end of March. 
Uh, city officials did arrange a meeting between SciTech and Centennial. Uh, Mr. Debo said the city found that there's a lot of interest in the building for economic redevelopment and city officials have been quote evaluating the highest and best use for that property at the southern end of Stope Island. Now here's something that our listeners told us last week. They said Kurt you know it'd be really cool? I said what? They were like yo we should put science keep the science stuff in there but add food add entertainment just hook it up um, I think that's a good idea I think that's a great idea, you know, to make it a full proper museum. You go to the Museum of Science and Industry, they got a food court in there. Maybe do the same thing. Uh, the city of Aurora asked SciTech, or excuse me, hold on. <clears throat> there we go. SciTech officials confirmed they received a letter December 27th of last year telling the museum officials they must vacate uh, in March. Um, they have plans they think are better use of that building they're trying to support us through this that's according to faith slowinski SciTech's executive director the city has leased the building to SciTech since 1990 at a bargain rate for the second 10 years of the lease the rent was lowered to two dollars a year wow two dollars a year a brother would love to get that two dollars a year that would be awesome two dollars a year Monica, what could you do with a building if your rent was $2 a year? Everything. Everything. <laughs> I would be, man, that would be the coolest place yeah, ever. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I'd have laser tags and a hookah lounge. It would just be awesome. All right, what time is it? 8.52. A couple more pieces to go before we go, ladies and gentlemen. And actually, let's all sip right now at the moment. Can we raise it up to a universal toast? All of you wonderful people at home. Cheers to you. I like how I'm not going to blow it up on the camera. I'm not going to. That was interesting. <laughs> All right. Let's see what our people say. Josie Mendoza Geller, good morning to you, dear friend. Good morning. Still wearing my mask for myself and my family has compromised health issues. Same, same, same. All right. Uh, good morning, Jen Ingram. Good to see you. Philip Millies is here. Or the future oh, development. Shout out to Jen Ingram. I saw her on Fresh Fridays at Tyrant on Broadway. Jen, what up? Good morning. Shout out. You just got the shout out, girl. Taqueria Sierra, New York. Oh, that's a good place. They got good food there. Emily is here. Good morning to you, Emily. Zenloff, what up? Um, Philip Millie says, or the future developer should help with the relocation costs. And I think that a better location than the mall would be on LaSalle Street. Thank you, sir, for bringing that up. Uh, okay. Aurora's Police Civilian Review Board looks at holding listening sessions across the city. I told you guys about this yesterday, but I also told you about it last week. While it might seem to some residents that the new Civilian Review Board has been quiet, according to the chair of the board, Kim Bright, uh, the board and its procedures, creating the board and procedures from scratch has been a busy first six months. The board has nine members, is mayorally appointed, and according to the chair, she believes that most of the public does not even know about them. The board is kicking off the year planning a series of community listening sessions to hear what residents would like to see from the board and the city's police department. All right. The board will review all complaints against Aurora police officers and make discipline recommendations to Aurora Police Chief Keith Cross, along with review, along with review police training and recruitment policies and host community discussions. 
according to the chair, Ms. Kim Bryce, she says she's never been on so many coffee dates in her life, focusing on getting to know other board members to foster collaborative and open dialogue as they have frank and personal discussions while reviewing police cases. Lots of procedural work was underway leading up to the board's first meeting in August of last year, including training for members on policy and meeting procedures like the Open Meetings Act. The Aurora residents also wrote along with police officers to try to see the community through their eyes. Let us know what you guys think about this in the chat as well. I'm going to post the link to this after the show today. Okay. STEM programs for kids, computer classes, so many possibilities for a building at the rent price. I know. Casildo, come on. Come on. $2 a year? Could you imagine? It would be $2 a year? They've been paying $2 a year since 1990? And they still ain't got no food? I'm just saying, I mean, you know, not capping. I'm just saying, $2 a year? Man, it would be, it would be, it'd be the mall in there. I would have. Anyway, um, Josie Mendoza, great idea, but SciTech did have STEM programs. The library has computer classes. Look like City wants more than $2 a year. That is a good point. That is a very good point. Um, and yes, Jen Ingram, SciTech is closing. SciTech is closing. They are no longer going to be in our, co well, the article says likely. The article says likely. And actually, the language in the article gives one the impression that the city wants them to leave and asks them to leave, but has not dictated that they leave. So we'll see what to be made of that. All right, you guys. So we have a Tracy. Let me know when you got time to come down here and pick up your sticker. Where'd it go? Aha, here it is. Got your sticker right here in the top desk drawer. Um, guys, we have a very important Zoom call coming up at 9 o'clock. So we are going to wrap it up for the day. Um, Monica, anything people need to know about before we close it down for them? What we got? Anything they need to do? Stay tuned. Stay tuned, for yeah. For Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Let me tell you. Let me leave you with this. Valentine's Day, you will see something that you've never seen before. Good Morning Aurora will show you something amazing. We got something very cool, very heartfelt, and very warm and fuzzy to show you guys on Valentine's Day. So Valentine's Day, Monday next week, stay tuned for something very cool and awesome. Uh, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, we hope that you have a blessed, fun, positive, and constructive day today. Um, have a great Tuesday. That's it. Take care of yourself and each other. Thank you.